You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And welcome back to Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. My name is Jeff. Of course, I'm your host. This is the longest-running show on the network. Not only that, but we're the home of all things spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio. And it's time for my favorite PSA. I do this every once in a while, and we're getting closer. So, with that in mind, let me tell you, we are just 95 days away from Halloween. It is almost spooky season, just over three months. And, uh, yeah, so get your favorite Halloween horror movies ready. Get your uh, pumpkins and your favorite oversized hoodies. Because it's about that season, and uh, yeah, I am looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to not sweating my balls off. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about something that I saw on Twitter, and I think it's, you know, it's one of those stories. Let's go ahead and talk about the return of the Loch Ness Monster. But not in a recent sighting, at least not really. It seems that uh, British scientists have found skeletal remains of what could have been an essay, which proves that at least there was, as they're calling it, the possibility of a Loch Ness Monster. Now, as far as all the current sightings, it's not, you know, necessarily connected, but they are saying that there is a chance that sometime in the past, a creature described to be very large could have existed in the the Loch Ness. Now, of course, they're not actually calling it the Loch Ness Monster. Let me give you a little bit of a, a heads up of what's going on. The discovery of new fossils is leading British scientists to conclude that the past existence of a Loch Ness Monster was, quote-unquote, plausible. The development came when a group of researchers found the remains of a small, long-necked marine reptile known as the Plesaurus in a hundred million-year-old river system in the Sahara Desert. Believers in the Loch Ness Monster may have have long believed that the lake-dwelling creature could be a prehistoric reptile similar to the Plesaur, but critics have maintained that the monster could not have lived in the, in fresh water. It could have adapted. Let's face it, it happens. The new finding, made by researchers at the University of Bath, suggests otherwise. The discovery, published in the journal Cretorius Research, compares the creatures to river dolphins, and the fossils found included bone and teeth from 10-foot-long adults. What amazes me is that the ancient Moroccan river contains so many carnivores all living alongside each other, David Martil, co-author of the paper, said. Another one of the authors, Dr. Nick Longrich, said the scientists don't really know why the uh, Plesaurus are in the fresh water. It's a bit controversial, but who's to say that because we paleontologists have always called them marine reptiles, they have to live in the sea, Longrich said. Lots of marine lineages invaded fresh water. Pleosauruses weren't confirmed to the or weren't confined to the sea. They did inhabit fresh water, the press release explained. 
But the fossil record also suggests that almost 150 million years ago, the last Pleosaurus dinosaur finally died out at about the same time as the other dinosaurs. The legend of the Loch Ness Monster has commonly been contributed to the Pleosaur that somehow managed to survive the mass extinction that killed off the dinosaurs. Well, yeah, I mean, it was just underwater when it all happened, so it stayed safe. Now, again, I'm not 100% saying that this proves without a shadow of a doubt that there is and still remains a monster in the Loch Ness. I'm also not saying it because, well, I'm not a marine biologist. I don't study this kind of thing. I'm just hopeful because, again, in this world, there's nothing but possibility. Um, I found several of these articles that were just published within the last two days. And they range from an interesting combination of websites that have this story. From The Independent in the UK, to Newsweek, to People, to Fox News. So, to, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of, this isn't just one story on a completely random website that you can't necessarily trust. You look at just these top stories, you know, these places, it's got to go for something. So, again, I find it very interesting that, you know, within the last year, we're getting stories from the government saying UFOs and UAPs are real. Not necessarily alien, but not necessarily not alien. And then we're getting these stories that almost prove, I mean, again, I'm not 100% saying it, that there was at least the possibility of a creature very similar to the Loch Ness Monster. So, yeah, I mean, I'm hopeful. I hope you are as well, because, again, I see absolutely no harm in a story like this. I think we all need something to believe in. And speaking of the government admitting UFO and UAPs. A uh, story that came out just a couple of months ago is reporting that the Pentagon has now reported over 400, 400 UFO and UAP encounters. Again, with those kind of numbers, it's kind of hard to uh, argue the existence. So, I mean, again, that's just my opinion. I think the more we look into it, the more we're finding out the truth. So, yeah, I, I find it all very interesting, and I hope that you do too. I hope you've had a chance to listen to some of the previous episodes, uh, especially the last two, where I did an investigation at the Nathan Hale Park in New Haven and had some uh, interesting finds. So if you haven't, go back and take a listen and let me know what you think. In the meantime, I'm going to keep this as a short episode. I'm not feeling 100% today, so uh, I'm just going to keep it short at that. So I want to thank you for listening to this shortened episode of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. And in the meantime, have a good one, everyone.